You're checked in with the people's champ, Dre Rocca, on U92. And thank you for pressing play on the podcast. I go by the name of Dre Rocca. Unrestricted is the show on U92 and U92SLC.com. You can catch me on air 3 to 7, Monday through Friday. And you know I'll be rocking that Saturday shift as well, 3 to 9. And I do this uh, segment with my good friend Lisa Barlow of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, of Vita Tequila, of Fresh Wolf Products. I love what she got going on and i'm just happy to be um doing this segment with her where we talk about the latest episode of the real housewives of salt lake city we talk about life and so much more uh i i gotta preface that i probably made not the best joke at the at the beginning of this podcast i apologize already for my insensitivity i guess is the word um but i will stop talking i hope you enjoy this episode of i love that with my good friend lisa barlow What's up, Dre? How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. So good. Yeah. How was your weekend? Um, the weekend was amazing. Rudy Gobert. Um, did he, he wrestle you? <laughs> did he what? <laughs> did he wrestle you? No. <laughs> He's out here wrestling people now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I had no idea, but no, he did not. He would definitely win. Rudy partnered with a very, very chic very, very authentic, um, which I mean it has to be, authentic Fran- French um, cognac brand. And it's actually, like, so delicious. Mm. Like, most women don't love strong spirits, like cognac, gins, whiskeys. I actually love, um, if I don't have our tequila, I actually love cognacs and gins. Mm. And Rudy's, um, the cognac Rudy is partnering partnering with is actually fabulous it's so beautiful it, it, it's definitely a sipping cognac is that something that we'll be able to get here or in, yeah, in utah it's coming to utah it's so exciting and so last night he hosted an event um for some people in the food and wine industry here locally so of course john and i went um and um a lot of great key accounts here like um are going to be carrying it so it's it's exciting it's amazing and it's actually a beautiful, delicious cognac would be great for the holidays. It's like, oh my gosh! Definitely warms you up. It's super fruity and flavorful, and just leaves like bursts on your palate. You'll love it. That's so good. good. That's really cool because I mean, when I think about when I think about France, I don't really think cognac. I think more wine. So that's really unique and really cool. Yeah. So cognac is, um, I believe, to be a real cognac, you have to be made in a certain region of France, just like champagne. Oh, wow. Um, and if you're in tequila, too, like tequila has to be made in a certain region. So cognac's extra special, and it's like a very, very beautiful process to make it. And Rudy made a good one. Rudy's, Rudy's, the group Rudy's working with has been in business for years, like I mean, they have some products that are aged for 60 years, like a lifetime, basically. Um, But it's so good. And I love our jazz team so much. And he's definitely like, we're so grateful we have him here. He's amazing. That's awesome. He he seems like a really nice dude. If you, uh, you know, when you talk to his people, if they want to come in and talk about it on on air, we're more than welcome to, (gasps) you know, have I will. I will definitely do that. I want to host a pairing dinner for Rudy. So that would be amazing. We should definitely get on and talk about it. He's amazing, and I love what he's doing for our community and kids. You know, our kids went to his camp a few weeks ago. And to have him and, like, a lot of the starters for the jazz show up and just be so supportive and encouraging for all these kids that were there, 
um, through celebrity basketball camps was amazing. Yeah, I, doing some cool stuff. That was always a highlight in my childhood. Um, is it like the Blazers? Because I, I, I uh, elementary school and middle school, I was I was living in Portland, uh, and so the Blazers they used to always do stuff like that for our youth, and Nike did, and and that was something that always stood out to me is is working with uh, like Damon Stoudemire and and some of these other wow, veteran yeah. type. Uh, players, so I know these kids now doing it with Rudy Gobert and the Jazz. I know it's making a, a tremendous difference in in their own life. I think that's awesome. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's so cool that you did that as a kid too, Dre. That's amazing. Yeah, I I didn't turn out to be the greatest basketball player though. Why I'm in radio, I talk dreams. I talk about them. <laughs> we all have dreams. We all have dreams. Did you ever play any sports? You know what? I was a track runner. And I did the 100 and 400 hurdles, and I also was a cheerleader, and I played soccer one year, and um, the only reason I didn't stick with it is because I had two working parents, and I couldn't get rides home. Mm. So, but that's the only reason I um, gave that up. But I was a track runner, and I loved it. I did the high jump, 400 hurdles, 100 hurdles. My sister is like an amazing runner, so she got me into it. She's actually coming to visit me this week, but we're not going to do any running. <laughs> like, <laughs> She's going to take you on a run now. She's going to hear this and be yeah. like, oh, no, we're not running? Yeah, let's go to the track. I haven't worked out in like 10 years. I, she would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else did you do over the weekend? You know, Henry had some basketball games, and I have in, I am in consummate renovation um, phases. Like through my house, I've renovated the one we're in now like three times. And so I had some sick lights put in, a new bar put in, and it's going to be stocked with Vita by Thursday. And I'm so excited, but it turned out amazing. It's really, really cool. But it's just like home improvement projects, Dre. They take up your life. They do. And, and I, I, were you? did you ever grow up? We were talking about this earlier, uh, our promotions team. Did you ever, did your parents ever wallpaper or did you wallpaper? Oh, my gosh. Dre wallpaper in the 70s and 80s. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will never forget it. My parents' one bathroom, one of the full bathrooms in between my bedroom and my um, sibling's bedroom, there was this beautiful wallpaper on the wall. It was black and white and it was a pattern and it was like velvet. <laughs> and like, we used to like literally like. I don't know if everybody else did this, but like sit on the toilet and like touch the wallpaper. <laughs> like, like so soft. And I literally, we were just making fun of it. We're like, what were they thinking? Like this velvet pattern wallpaper in the bathroom. <laughs> and, like, and then in our, and then in our kitchen, my mom had this like, like newspaper wallpaper it was so crazy and they have come a long way like nowadays like wallpaper is so chic and just so cool in in our restaurant silver we had some wallpaper and some silver foiling on the ceiling but yeah we definitely experienced wallpaper oh my goodness <laughs> i remember it was like a whole weekend thing it's like what are you doing this weekend oh i'm wallpaper in the whole house <laughs> it was like a oh weekend gosh. event yeah, for real. And then to take it down is, like, horrible. It's, like, one thing to put it off. Taking it down, that's, like, you might as well rip out the sheetrock. Yeah. Take out walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Something else that uh, has been going on is this latest episode of The Real Housewives. Oh, my gosh. Episode 10, Lisa. Yes. It's epic. It is. 
literally, you know, when I did Watch What Happens Live last week, Andy was like, it's the best episode, he, like top five he's ever seen. I mean, it's intense. You know, what's offensive is people thinking I was fake crying. No, there were no fake tears. I legit wanted Jen to have the best season of her life this year and for people to really see Jen. You know, you and I have talked about this. Yeah. Those are real tears. And we were going through a myriad of emotions. You know what? I knew there were cameras in the van. I didn't think they were going to have them on. I didn't think that batteries would last as long as we were in the van. Six hours. Yeah. And five and a half, six hours to bail going down those windy roads. You know, it was intense, Trey. It was a lot. It was intense. And I'm not going to, I've said this before, I'm not going to apologize for any of my feelings. Like, you know, you you see us going through it. Jen tells us, like, Sharif has internal bleeding. And in the moment, I 100% believed her. And then I was like, this is strange. When you really start thinking about it, like, you really take in what she's saying, you're like, this is strange. Like, if John had internal bleeding, I would be freaking out. And I'm a very pragmatic person. Yeah. But, like... And then she did not rush out off the van. Like, Jen was very leisurely about, like, exiting the van. And I don't know, looking in hindsight, like, you know, everything's better in hindsight. I don't know if she was in shock. I don't know if she was just processing it. And then, you know, I, I will believe Jen till the day I die. Like, I'm believing, the, I'm believing everything she told me. And she said, you know, that somebody told her she was told Sharif had internal bleeding. So I believe that she believed that but when you really look at it it's like within minutes and then when the feds show up and homeland security and the fbi you are like there's no internal bleeding like sharif is fine jen is going to be fine and let's just hope this is a big misunderstanding yeah i mean i felt all of those emotions all in one i mean because the world the world the crazy thing about this episode is is that the world felt not felt what you felt, but went through the same thing as you went through with when Whitney opened up her phone, right? We all had that moment at that same exact time. Yeah, it was uh, it was so crazy. And, you know, I think that I was heartbroken for her. Like, that's the last thing I thought was going to happen to Jen. And I've told you this before. You know, she had told us, like, hey, there was a guy that she... Um, I'm pretty sure she said he, she put him in Rikers and... You know, the first reaction was, did he escape? Second reaction is, did Jen get alternate mode of transportation to Vail? Like, Mary's taking her own. Meredith had her own. Like, is Jen like, this van isn't going to work out for me? Oh, sorry, guys. Like, found another way there. And then when all of that went down, you know, it's a lot. And, you know, I cried for her. I I didn't just cry for minutes, too, Dre. We were on that van for a long time. And it's not like I just cried once. We cried several times. And... You know, for me, I just really wanted this to be a great year for Jen. And it was really sad that, you know, that these accusations and allegations came out against her. And, you know, just hearing them, it was like, wow. And you immediately start thinking, like, how is this going to impact Sharif? How is this going to impact her children? How is this going to impact her family? And it's devastating. And, um, you know, you go through the myriad of emotions with us. They're raw. They're real. And I'm not going to apologize for them, though, because that happened and they were real. And, you know, you start to, like, question everything. And, you know, and it's it's really heartbreaking. It is. It's very... All around, it's heartbreaking. And no matter what way you look at it, it's heartbreaking. You know, what really caught me and what really made me emotional was 
the moment when we seen the 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 footage at the house with the kids and uh, the assault rifles. These are children, and and yeah. they're they're going into this house with assault rifles out. And it's that as soon as I seen that, I told my wife I was like, "This is not okay. This is this is very serious." You know, um, I I I texted Jen when I saw that footage, and I said, "I am so sorry your children had to go through that, and it's heartbreaking. It's devastating. And just think about it. These are kids. They're minors, and you know, one wrong move, and who knows what could have happened. And I think that's a huge weight." to carry too you know and you know it was heartbreaking dre it was hard to watch that hard to watch that i i think that i think that bravo showing how real that is 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 nice you know to show that like it wasn't this is not some type of fabricated type of thing this is real life this is what you know we've been we've seen at the beginning of the of the season and now we're seeing everything in fruition right yeah no it's yeah no dre it was you know, I'm glad you brought that up. That was like very, very difficult to watch. And, you know, you know, like I gasped, you know, Jen had told me about it, but to actually see it is a totally different thing. Like I'm, of course I believed her, but you know, then to see it, it's a totally different thing. And I was like, wow. Like, you know, when you, and as a mother, I'm sure for Jen watching, you know, her kids exiting the house with their hands above their heads. I mean, Omar is a big kid, but he's, I mean, he looks like an NFL player, but like he's a kid. Yeah. And watching him come out with his hands above his head, I literally like gasped and like instantly felt all the feels. It's devastating. And, you know, it's, you know, like you said, it's real life. That's, that happened. It's real life. And it's scary and sad and emotional. I, I was really, you know, just hearing you talk about how people, they come up with these 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 weird stories and these weird emotions about how you like you were faking it, right? Like Heather was oh. faking those tears. That's heartbreaking to me because a lot of people they say what they would do and what they they should feel, but they're not you, right? You and Jen yeah. have a relationship. You guys have history. You guys have a lot of things together. And so when I see it, I'm like, that's genuine. That's very. Heather breaking down. That's genuine. You guys having that moment when you're huddling and you're kind of kind of like, you know, building each other up in, in that van. It's that's real. And I felt that. So anybody saying that that's fake, it, it it really bugs me. Oh, it really bugs me, too, because I'm like, I was crying. I was calling John. You know, I called, you know, we work with a lot of attorneys. I'm in a federally regulated business with liquor uh-huh. and you know, you work with attorneys for everything. I immediately started calling all of them. I can't help that they all called me back around the same time. But like, I was going through the list. And luckily, you know, like we have good reports with all of our attorneys, but I wanted to get the facts. You know, all too often, we, we judge people off of what we think. Thoughts are not facts. Facts Mm -hmm. are facts. So for me, the first thing was to get like, what's on the docket about Jen, and to know what's going on, because you can't help your friends if you don't know what's going on. And I wanted the facts. I didn't want to deal in thoughts. And I think like even, even Whitney's narration of what she thinks lead generation is, there's a lot of people that generate leads in different ways and it's extremely lucrative and it can be a gray area. But when you look at it, like Tony Robbins generates leads from what he does with his seminars and Russ Whitney generates leads. I generate leads and it's, 
and it depends on how you're going to use them and what you're going to use them for. And if you're not going to use them at all, other than like data for like what your consumers like. And so, you know, although she gave like her interpretation based on what she knows, it is lucrative. And I have neighbors that live a very beautiful lifestyle based on buying and selling leads in multiple industries. And, you know, I just think that we can't judge and we have to get the facts. And for me, that was the most important thing is like, what are the facts? What's on what's called the docket? So that's like, you know, your lawyer can look it up and see what um, accusations are being made. You know, when I say that they're accusations and allegations, they're not like you can actually see charges too. Um, for crimes, but I wanted to know what was on the docket. So what Jen was actually dealing with. And if it was, you know, you hear me say to my husband, it might be minor it might be major. They don't have all the details yet. And there was nothing on the docket in Utah on Jen, like absolutely nothing. Like when they called back, they said that. So then we were thinking like, oh, it's no big deal. And maybe it's a misunderstanding or maybe it's, you know, this guy escaped um, and is breaking his restraining order. You know, you think all these things, but luckily, you know, it wasn't anything, you know, like horrific like that. But I mean, Jen's facing some really, really hard allegations. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all they are right now. Right. Is allegations. Allegations. Yeah. And we have to remember that. Like, Dre, you and I have talked about this. Due process is a real thing. And we need we're not we don't live in a country that's guilty until proven innocent. It's the opposite. Innocent until proven guilty. And we have to let Jen go through due process. Which is, is why I I champion you by calling your lawyers. Because if you say, if you do certain things, that's going to be held against you. You know what I mean? Make mm-hmm. sure that everything's good with your lawyers first. And this, in personal experience, like, you have to do that. Because if you are or not guilty, you're, you're in the eyes of, um, you know, public opinion. Public you're already opinion. guilty. Yeah. And another thing, too, is our lawyers were like, Two of them said to me, do not talk to any authorities because that could, you could say something that's innocent. And, you know, I'm not in business with Jen. That's been a common question. Um, I was not in business with Jen. Jen and I do not do business together. I did buy, I have purchased things from pretty much every member of the cast um, to support their businesses. I bought masks from Jen when she was selling them last year. I got the mask. They were real masks. Like, we wear the mask. We gave them away to restaurants. So I paid for something. I paid for a service just like I would pay for a treatment. In the past, I have bought treatments as gifts for Beauty Lab to support Heather's business. I buy Meredith Marks jewelry. It was the same thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, for me, I was looking at it as like, okay, there's, they're always coming at me. It's always my fault. I'm always doing something wrong. And that's them projecting their negative feelings onto me constantly. And I just, you know, honestly, like with all we were going through and then to even hear Whitney and Heather and the band saying, Lisa seems like she's guilty. No, I'm not. I'm trying to find the facts out. And anyone that's in a business and creates businesses like we do and has multiple businesses across multiple platforms you're going to want to get the facts mm-hmm. and you're going to have the resources to get the facts. Two good lawyers is not enough. We have lawyers for everything we do. We have contract lawyers. We have litigation lawyers. We have trademark attorneys. We use attorneys for everything. We use attorneys for everything. It's not like you need one or two attorneys. Attorneys are specialized and we use specialized attorneys. So we're going to work with lots of different lawyers to make sure we're using the right lawyer for the right um, things. And so 
you know, watching Heather on Watch What Happens Live say, oh, you need just two good attorneys, clearly you don't understand business because that is, and especially when you're in a level we are, you don't just have two attorneys. You have an attorney for everything. Yeah. Specialized. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I didn't realize how many attorneys you should have and, and what specialties they need to be in until like th- this situation appeared. So I think there's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of education in what's going on in the, in this life. You know, unfortunately it's at the expense of Jen and, and what she's got going on. You know what I mean? But for sure, for sure. It's unfortunate, but there is a lot to, to take away from, from the whole situation. Something that really yeah. bugged me was um, Whitney in this, in this, in this episode. It almost felt like a like she got gratification out of this thing. You know, the smirking and the smiling, but all purporting to be her friend was shocking to me. You know, that's a common theme here, and I want to point it out. They're quick. I think Whitney and Heather are always quick to point out Lisa's not a good friend. You, they tell everyone I'm not a good friend. They tell everyone what my character is. You don't see me doing anything that they're saying. They're projecting their feelings, their thoughts onto me constantly. And to watch her, you know, basically saying Lisa's doing something shady. Hey, I'm not the one that was in quote unquote, you know, first of all, she has a PhD in me. Now she's like an expert in Jen's business Mm. and lead generation. Um, And then the smirk on her face, like the smile. And it's not even just in the van. It's literally at the dinner table, too. Like, I'm going through gut-wrenching emotions and trying to figure out who is Jen. Am I, did I, you know, because I always give everyone the benefit of the doubt. I give out passes like, you know, like, like free cards, Monopoly pass go cards. And I'm like, you know, it's funny that the people that are always judging are actually really behaving the worst. And if you listen to the things that they're saying and doing in their interviews watch heather and whitney both on watch what happens live whitney said oh i think jen has a sugar daddy um um jen or not jen um heather had actually said jen's she never thought jen's business was savory or legit and then they're acting like they're her friend it's like what are you like i'm consistent you know you don't see that same consistency with jen and heather or not jen and heather heather and whitney And it's really frustrating for me because I'm like, you know, watching the way they constantly talk behind my back, things they say behind her back. It's like, just say it to your face. At least I'm transparent. I'm saying, hey, this is what I'm doing, you guys. I'm calling my lawyers. I'm doing this. I'm trying to get the facts. And I'm actually trying to, like, figure out, like, what's really going on and still process my own personal feelings. Like, wait, is there stuff about Jen I don't know? And am I being naive? And that's a normal reaction. That's very normal. When you are in that situation, you don't know how you're going to react. It is normal to say, wait, is there something I don't know? Is there, is she someone I don't know? But I still always have her back. And I'm like giving everyone the benefit of the doubt constantly. Yeah, I think that's, so, I think that's it's not the, reciprocated for sure. And it's, it's fake and two-faced and it's, it really bothers me too. Yeah, it it, it really, it I don't know. It just gave me that feeling of like, ew, you know, like, ew. Yeah. I can't believe they would do that. But then yeah, again, relishing in the relishing in somebody else's demise is not nice. No. And and it, th- that kind of karma doesn't doesn't go unnoticed. Like it, that karma's going to come back. Right. I'm like, glad you noticed that because I, you know, in the moment I didn't really notice because I'm going through so much and looking at my phone. When you watch it back, I'm like, why are you like smiling over this? Like, 
Why are you taking joy in this? Why are you, why do you know so much about her business? It's not my business. Why would I get involved in it? Like pun intended, stay out of my business, she, you know, and she, it's to not me, cool. she's the type of person to wait and wait for an opportunity to pounce, to bring you down. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was so much more said that you guys didn't see. There was so much more said that you guys didn't see. And you're going to hear about it. Cause I'm not going to be quiet about it either. It's just, it's unfortunate that um, that we have people out there like that, and mm-hmm. I, 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 maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I see off of off the you know off the show, and um, it's not something that I, I appreciate. And I'm sure Jen doesn't either. You know, watching this and being Jen, I can only imagine what she's feeling. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm sure it was hurtful all around. I've talked to Jen about this, and I said to her, I'm like, you know, after your arrest, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that were said and emotions you're going to see that you're going to be upset about and like feel hurt about. And I said, I just, I was really honest with Jen. You'll see coming up in new and like the next episodes, even on camera and off camera, I'm very consistent. And I called Jen and I'm like, Hey, I don't want your feelings to be hurt. I know you're going through a lot with you and your family. I just want you to know that like there, we were processing in real time and, you know, there's going to be some things you might not like and that are going to make you upset. And I just want you to know, I'm sorry, that wasn't the intention. We didn't get to process privately in our own homes with our families or alone. We had to do it like with cameras all around us. And that was really hard, Dre. And but I was like really open and honest with Jen. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry if you're hurt by that, because I know this is a hard thing to go through in general. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very tough. I couldn't imagine being in her shoes. Um, no. I, I, I'm still waiting to. F- I, I, what I really want to hear, and maybe this is just the gossip in me and me being a fan of the show, is <laughs> we still haven't seen Sharif's reaction. What's going on with Sharif? You know what I mean? During this whole time, we all see yeah. how, how good of a guy this guy is. And that's where my heart's at right now. It's like, oh, what's going on with the family, you know? Yeah, no, and Dre, you saw me, like, in real time, that's the first thing I thought of. I was, like, crying. I'm like, their family, their kids, Sharif, you know, you worry about all of them. And, you know, you wouldn't wish this on anybody. Like, nobody, nobody, nobody that's even half of a good person would wish this on anybody. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't imagine being taken away from my family and my kids. Like, that's one of my, you know, I don't care about status. I don't care about money. I don't care about none of that. What I care about is my family. You know what I mean? And, and if we get taken away from our family, man, woman, it doesn't matter. Like, that's that's heartbreaking. That's hard. Heartbreaking. Yes, absolutely. Really absolutely. hard. Um, so, what's up? Every time you, you, you go to Meredith, is she always in the bathtub? Like, you- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Meredith did say she only takes baths and never takes showers in her Q&A last year. So, I was like... For sure, Meredith loves her bath. But, I mean, I didn't expect to see her in the bathtub when we arrived in Vail. And, like, you know, I mean, after being on the van for, like, six hours, we were all excited to get off of it and, like, just, like, have some semblance of, like, normal. Because it didn't, I mean, you you literally were going through these switchbacks and you don't have, like, great cell service and you feel kind of cut off from everyone. And so it was just nice to get to, like, a warm, nice house. And then we're like, Meredith's in the bathtub. And (laughs) 
<laughs> bubbles placed just perfectly, by the way. Yes, strategically placed bubbles. <laughs> Did you guys, uh, I mean, at what point were you like, man, we should just ex-nay the, the van? I mean, it's only four of you. Did we just what? What was that, Dre? At, at what point would you were you like, man, we should have just flew because this van oh, for for four if people. It was not. Oh, if it was not COVID, we all would have been on a plane, and we ended up taking a private jet home. But like, literally, because of COVID regulations, we couldn't fly commercial. So we were like, oh my gosh, we're on this van for hours. But yes, one hundred percent. Like, I would have rather like ridden a bike there and be on my van. <laughs> like, uh, I, I bet was you, over it. And after what you guys, the news during, I bet you it was just kind of awkward, you know, you being, uh, you know, having that, those, all those emotions like that, man, that would have been so tough. You know, it was real. Like I, you know, I can't, like I keep saying, Dre, I can't apologize for anything. It's like, what happened? Like mm-hmm. what was said was said, what was done was done. And we were all processing in real time. The hardest thing is for me was not being with John because like I feel like John and I have like really like great conversations and we're super pragmatic about things. So I didn't have like the privacy or the alone time with John to like talk through things and process it and like talk it through with each other. It was like happening as it was happening and that was rough. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. Uh, episode 10, uh, season two of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. If you haven't watched it, make sure you go on to Bravo and check it out. And we got a new episode coming out this Sunday, 10 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time, episode 11. Uh, what should we expect, Lisa? More. That's all I can say is more. 10 was good, and I think you're going to see some more stuff with a little fun laced in there in episode 11. Uh, well, I appreciate your time. Uh, and for real, let me know about the Rudy Gobert stuff. If I will. I will for sure. I'll definitely talk to him and his team and see what we can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than uh, happy to help out any way, shape, or form. You know we got your back over here. And your, uh, love you, Dre. Your friends are our friends, so uh, let me know. Amazing. Thanks, Dre. I appreciate you. All right. Well, I hope, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I appreciate your time. Okay, always. All right. Bye, Dre. Bye. You, 92.